One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 11 to 1. Monday Motivation. Motivation. As we line up, thoughts come and go. What if the pain is too much? What if I can't breathe? I always try to focus on thoughts like, what if I'm phenomenal? What if this is my moment? This is Neula Moore describing her experience moments before the inaugural International Ice Swimming Association World Championships. That's a thousand metres in zero degree water in Siberia. She could have easily allowed fear to take over, doubt to creep in, but instead she focused on being phenomenal, which she is, as you'll find out from this chat. Nula has a seriously impressive swimming career. She was part of a six-person relay to swim around the island of Ireland. Non-wetsuit, 1,330 kilometres over 56 days, open ocean swimming in extreme conditions. She swam 26 kilometres solo in 12 hours in Lake Zurich. She's the first Irish swimmer and the fifth woman in the world to swim 1,000 metres at zero degrees. In 2013, she and Donegal swimmer Anne-Marie Ward represented Ireland in a multinational relay team that swam the Bering Strait from Russia to Alaska. She's the first swimmer in the world to complete the Pacific Ocean to Atlantic Ocean crossing of the Meeting of Oceans, Meridian South of Cape Horn and Drake Passage. The list goes on and she's managed to do this through sheer hard work, determination and with little to no outside funding. I'm delighted to have the incredible Nuala Moore with me for Monday Motivation. How are you doing Nuala? Good morning, how are you? I'm fine. (laughs) It is fantastic to have you. Fantastic to have you. Thank you. Take me back to the start because what called you to the sea? You started swimming at a a very young age. Is the sea part of you at this stage? Yeah, I suppose I grew up here in Dingle and my family, my father and, and all of them were family, were very hardcore fishermen, if you can imagine, back in the 60s and 70s. Um, and and beyond that, um, you know, fishing was it was a very tough business. So for us as children, we were constantly aware of the sea and our love of the ocean. Um, when I was very young, my father would take me out to the harbour's mouth and on a Sunday, and we would jump in off the boat and swim home. And now, obviously, people have told me since that he took us out every Sunday. We should have rethought that. <laughs> but um, it's still in all, you know, when you're a child and you you have this thrill of jumping off the sea, and he. He would always instill in us, you know, that the sea can take you at any time. And so we had this huge love of the sea and, and the energy that was. So, yeah, from a very young child, I saw a lot of distance. So when did you start competing then? Was this something that happened in childhood or in later life? 
Do you know what? I'm allergic to that word competing. Um, no, I don't compete because I'll tell you every single day you're put obstacles in front of you and, you know, medals are two euros. Trophies are quite inexpensive. If you want to get one engraved for free, you can. For me, my biggest obstacles and my biggest competitor has predominantly been myself, um, my judgments, my fears. Um, so, you know, I don't compete. I, I mean, at times I have won medals, but, you know, when I turn the key in the door, you know, what I've overcome has been 10 times greater than what I've actually achieved. So for me, I, I, I look at that word competitive differently. As regards being competitive with myself, um, I think I've always been very tough on myself and I still am. I, I push and I push and I push and, and I don't know. I think probably as a young person watching my father coming in from fishing and, and you know, they always expose themselves to very tough conditions. I think mm. I, I, I grew up very tough that, you know, things can be done if you drive on. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we, we had this chat, myself and yourself, and throughout the, the start of the show, I'm trying to get this across to people that it's never about the swim to, with you. It is about always pushing yourself to, to achieve the next level. And, and you're, you're against yourself each time. You're only as, as good as you were the, in the last one. Yeah. But tell me about the six person relay swim. This is six person people on the team, very small team, 1,300 kilometres, uh, 56 days, no wetsuit, extreme Atlantic conditions. This is yeah. no picnic. Can you describe a typical day on, on that swim? Yeah, you know what? When we when I look back now, swimming around Ireland, it is definitely the swim that got away as regards media, as regards social media, as regards even recognition and acknowledgement. But when you go back to to what it was, like we were just like we were just regular swimmers at the point. I mean, I think prior to swimming around Ireland, my my longest swim had been six kilometers. Wow! But the team were phenomenal. Um, Tom Waters from um, um, uh, Meads, Dublin, uh, Ian Claxton and uh, and Reward Ryan Ward from Donegal, Henry O'Donnell and and myself. And, you know, we just had this mindset that we would swim for four to six hours each every single day. And when you look at that and you break it down, you think, oh gosh, that's that's not too difficult. But the first the first week in itself, you know, you're building and then your body starts to break down. So we started in Donegal and we swam um, clockwise around the country. The first week was was very acceptable. We had three amazing um, rescue units, a fantastic marine coordinator in, in Derek Flanagan, fantastic command boat skipper in Brendan Proctor, and we it really brought home the concept that no swim can be achieved without the sum of the parts, and that includes team and planning and procedures. So basically, the first week was was pretty. You know, we were in the water, we were swimming four to six hours every day each, and that was acceptable. But then, as your body starts to break down, when we turned the the south coast of Wexford in itself um, like obviously the first week you're very strong the second week you're going down the east coast and for people who live on the east coast and swim on the east coast the water swimming the water runs north south it's like a river so you actually swim very fast down the east coast um, and obviously for people who are out pulling and hauling their bodies through the miles you might not think so but if you're getting miles at 20 22 uh, minutes for a mile and, and you're getting good condition and, and nice water. When you turn Tusker Rock, everything changes. Yeah. And when you're turning then on the south coast, we were very close to the coast in in uh, Wexford and that area. But then when you turn, we had to go 14 miles offshore in Cork. And then when you're out that far, it's a different water. Your body's mm. breaking down. Your mind is getting, I suppose, wonky to the fact that you're three, three weeks in. We had no doctors. We had no medical team like that. We didn't have any nutritionists. 
like you were feeding your protein bars to the seagulls because you know what you're out of it at this stage yeah but I mean you have each other and we built so the average day would be that you would be up at 6 o'clock in the morning or you know we would just literally get on the ribs we would have a packed lunch of sandwiches and flasks of tea and we were two persons per boat and you would just head 14 miles offshore and you would just start that 26 mile spin of swim between the group of us so it was horrendous day after day, but our bodies started to break down. And I think you question yourself as to what the hell you're doing. <laughs> when, we, when it is 1,330 kilometres, that's as the crow flies. That's as it was measured. Yes. So you can add double that distance and then the back-to-back immersions, the questioning of yourself as to why you're there, like you're pouring money out, trying to keep yourself in the game. You know, you're trying to justify the sacrifice to your friends and family or saying, what the hell are you doing? And I mean, I always thought, look, at I mean, at least if we're sitting in our nursing home, please God, we'll get there at the age of 80. I'll be saying, did I tell you I swam around Ireland? <laughs> and um, how many stories will you have to tell? But you oh, know, horrendous. there's there's times, as you're describing there, where you, you obviously want to give up. Um, and what I love is, and I've mentioned this in, in the promo for the show today, I love when you say, I swim the water in front of me. Mm. I don't swim fears. Now, that gives me goosebumps, I have to say but how do you approach this when you're in it and you can't see the shore like how do you get to that point I think for the first week in particular when we started working with the teams now we worked with those teams for 12 to 14 months in advance so like the teams knew how to get us from the water we knew the teams these teams were amazing Shebaven Sabakwa Club and, and individuals in Donegal these guys knew how to get you from the water so for the first week you are swimming your fears you're kind of saying oh I wonder are they looking at me I wonder can they see me I wonder you know like how far are they and then as time passes you have to believe that like their anxieties and, and they're built from other things so you have to trust that they can do their job and you can do yours and that's that is the reason that you work together as a unit everyone has to step up and be the best version of themselves um, the reason you break down is because you're exhausted yeah. you know, and you're kind of saying like what's this for like what do I get at the end of this and and at the beginning you see a map and you, you're so born in the romance of it you know I remember sitting and talking to Tom um, Tom Waters and, and the bow of the boat one day the both of us were just crying thinking how how do we move on mm. how do you quit yeah. so you really you have to compartmentalise everything and just swim what is in front of you because if you were to look at um, you know the the west coast. I remember when we when we when we swam into Dingle, leaving Dingle was horrendous. Mm. And then you know we didn't understand the west coast, and it took us a month to swim up there. But it's the cost of it. It's it's knowing I should be at home working, and and then looking, it's like, well, I'm on the cusp of my own greatness, and and do I keep digging or or do I step back? And then you look at the team around you, and you know that. You know, they have your back. And I remember one day, Brendan Proctor said to me, um, just swimming past the Blasket Islands, just remember with every stroke, you have five people pulling your hands. And, and I think That's you lovely. have those moments that you just realise this this is about you. It's not about anybody else. It's about your your greatness. Your greatness, absolutely. Uh, but tell me about ice swimming then, because mm. what attracted you to that? Like, I mean, you have done incredible mm. uh, feats in, in the ice swimming that I want to talk, talk about as well. But tell me what attracted you to this. Was it just get let's get to the next challenge? No, not at all. Um, I had done the Lake Zurich swim and that was 26 kilometre solo. So for anybody who does long distance swimming or long distance endurance anything, um, what happens is that you have to be able to give up five and six hours every single weekend, if not maybe two or three times a week. Uh, so you have to have a hell of a lot of brownie points in your, in your, in your box. 
But then my life took a, um, a life swap at about 2011 where suddenly I realised that my father was full-time carer and, and that happened pretty much over one winter. Okay. Um, I didn't have the brownie points and I think we all get to phases in our lives where the value isn't there to sacrifice five and six hours when you know you need to be somewhere else. So I think that's that's a natural life shift for a lot of people. So, you know, I was sitting at home and, and I had just all these amazing achievements behind me and I I had a choice. I could sit at home or I could decide, look, you know what, there's another area that I can tackle. Now, obviously, when you go down to water under five degrees, which a lot of people will will be moving into over the winter period and into lakes, your survival time is very low. And I know that's a kind of, ooh, the survival time. But, you know, if you can only swim for 10 and 15 minutes in training, I mean, any, any one of us in those extreme phases in our lives, I can handle 10 and 15 minutes. I've been to hell and back. So it was an easy fix for me. I hadn't thought the zero, one, two, and three, and the pain through. I had thought about the achievements, and I had thought of value for myself. So rather than sitting at home and and kind of, I suppose, dealing with the fact that everything had changed, I found an area that I could actually go to. Um, And I think what I had learned in my skills of swimming around Ireland and in my other projects is I'm really good at compartmentalization. Um, and in particular, so you're on Ireland, you learn that not everything is going to go your way, but you really have a skill set to push through. Um, so, yeah, I, I was invited to Siberia in 2012 through other connections, and I had no idea where Siberia was. I just knew the ads on television, yeah. stuck in your kitchen. <laughs> So I sat in the book of advice to try and figure out what zero degrees was. And I was very impressed after 15 minutes. I wasn't dead. I was so impressed. Um, so I thought, yeah, this is it. I'm good to go. And I headed out with Anne-Marie, actually, the two of us still from the Round Ireland swim team. And we headed out to Siberia. And what we hadn't factored in was that the air temperature was minus 33. Okay. And I remember standing, it's like taking off our clothes. It was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> So we, you know, I mean, when you had actually swam 26 kilometers to get into a pool for a thousand was like, are you, you know, as a supermodel, mm. I thought, are you kidding me? Um, 20 minutes would would be totally manageable. But after 150 meters, I actually thought I was going to die. I, I couldn't handle the the breathing, the mechanism, everything was panicking me. And, and, you know, it was just, it shows you that the, the more extreme you go in your life, the more humble you become. And that's what has attracted me to the ice. And yeah. that's what attracted me to the extremes because it keeps you very honest. So I failed miserably in the first swim. Um, and, I, and I think it was a rude awakening to go from being hero to zero. But rather than sit back and accept, right, okay, this is the end of this road because when I turned the key in the door and all I got was, is that you? Will you put the kettle on? <laughs> um, you know what? I just refocused and said, okay, we're back in the game. So I sat myself down and then figured out where I went wrong and, and what happened. And what happened was I didn't understand it. I couldn't visualize it. I didn't know what was taking my breath away. So over the next few weeks and months, I, I went to the lakes and I, I broke everything down, which I did during Swimming Around Ireland. And that was the basis for everything is try and figure out exactly what was taking my breath away. Like what is stopping me? And like what is, are they real fears? Do I need to know about them? So over a period of weeks, I got invited back then to Siberia, to, or sorry, to Murmansk inside the Arctic Circle. And in 2013, I I pushed my brain and my body and, and I was the first, first Irish swimmer to complete a thousand metres at zero inside the Arctic Circle. That is um, just incredible. Like you say yeah. it, you say it so blasé, but it's absolutely amazing. Like it really is wow. an incredible, incredible achievement. And, you know, 
then you, you go further. And this is something I want to talk to you about because, first of all, Cape Horn is the most dangerous waters in the world. This is known as the graveyard to the sailors. You are the first swimmer in the world to complete this, okay, this, this passing, this meeting of the oceans. First of all, tell me about this, uh, how, how it came about and because you, you're really north, south, east, west, south of you. There's, there's no land around you essentially, isn't this what happens? No, no. yeah. Over the years from the Bering Strait, really, I had kind of built up this really beautiful skill set of understanding the value of team and myself and in particular my own fears. And back in 2011, prior to my father becoming um, a challenge for me, I I kind of had this on the back burner, but it had to be shelved. So I had spent the years in the ice and then I got to the phase where the ocean drew me again and then the sea and just the lure of, of I suppose, the being exposed to, to these huge conditions. And I kind of went back and, and looked at it again. And the swim south of Cape Horn, which is the meeting of the oceans from the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean, it had been attempted, but nobody had actually got south into the Drake Passage because of of the location. Now, there had been other swims, but they were closer to the shore. Mm. Once you're closer to the shore, and, and we experienced this during the Round Ireland, the water is completely different. Um, and once you expose yourself like we did on the West Coast, 20 miles off, off the Iron Islands, you know, you suddenly realise things are different. So I went back and I investigated it. Now, it was a substantial five-figure sum, so I had to kind of pony up the money yourself yeah this is the thing you know because I know my family don't make eye contact anymore (laughs) nobody makes eye contact anymore (laughs) (laughs) the paw was constantly out help me But I had to, it had to happen. So I, I kind of kept, I sacrificed an awful lot. I gave up my car and everything. I cycled for two years. So if the Green Party would like me to call, to call me, I'm, I'm available <laughs> for conversation on that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I took on the project and I, you don't realize the, the element of what the swim is until you're actually faced with your, until you're exposed to what your own decisions are. Um, I, I got two dive medics who I knew, Catherine, um, Catherine Buckland and, and Chris Booker, who I who work in the Antarctic, so I brought them on board my team, and their sole job was to ensure that they could get me from the water. Mm. That was their priority. So they trained with me in, in removing me and, and making sure that I could be seen. Now, the area 55 degrees south um, into the Drake Passage, as the world turns on its axis at this particular point, there is no land east or west. And that makes the meeting of the oceans so volatile. You have depths of water of 4,000 metres and that rises up into a shelf. So, I mean, for areas like that, you have, it's like swimming in a jacuzzi and and areas that I had experienced before in the Bering Strait Relay, you can actually be turned. So I can be hit by a wave and suddenly be facing another direction. And it's a huge challenge for my team. And the water temperature was seven degrees. So that's colder than January and February in Ireland. But, but, you, but you make it and you do it. And, you know, you mentioned yeah. there about uh, being in a nursing home, which I doubt you will be. You'll be going till your God and he knows what age. Uh, you know, when you look back on your achievements, the hard work, how do you feel about it? 
I suppose I'm again I, I just I feel every now and then we all have our doubts we all doubt ourselves we all get to points in our lives where we wonder do we still have the swagger and, and you know I don't care who anybody is we have those moments I think for me I just look back and I realise you know that everyone has this little girl or little guy inside of them and it's kind of this beast that they have to feed you know whatever that achievement is for me I am so proud that I took those risks and I'm so proud that they worked out some of them didn't and that's fine and I think that's I think that is the cost of any risk you have to try and if you fail then there has to be a learning it's not a down you know it's not a negative Mm. so for me I'm so proud that I am the person I always believed I was um, and I'm so proud I took those risks. You know, I have yeah. nothing to regret. So, yeah, well, that's, I'm very proud of myself. That's that's the main thing. Now, I have so many things I could ask you, but the last thing I want to ask you is because we find people who are successful at living fulfilled, happy lives have a very specific morning routine. Could you share yours with us? Well, I'll be honest with you now, um, mine isn't as exciting, I'm sure, as others. I just get out of bed and be very grateful <laughs> that I can stand up. Um, as somebody says, you know, put the feet on your bed said, oh, no, here we go again. Um, so, look, I'm just delighted that I, I, I do. I absolutely every now and then have these random rounds of applause for what it is I achieved. And I'm so grateful for the rest every now and then from the beast inside. So I just get up. I never put on the radio for about about an hour or so. I just relax and I just get my brain clear. And then I just literally have my beetroot juice, my aloe vera. My, I'm a little junky when it comes to natural. I don't take medication or anything like mm. that. Um, my apple cider vinegar and I just have my cup of tea. Nothing happens until the cup of tea is done. Um, a lot of times I would head for the beach and just chill out in the fresh air. But I try and clear my head. Um, I try and get rid of the clutter because there's an awful lot of people living in my head. Mm. There's nearly a full committee. So, oh, listen, you know, I'm with you me, there. <laughs> yeah, it's just a normal routine. I mean, there's nothing exciting. Like I go to work every day and that was yep. the hardest thing for me and through all my achievements, every now and then I would have to sit back and say, God, I have to be back for work on Monday. So for me, I've worked full time through all of this. So yeah, I don't, I don't do anything. There's nothing phenomenal um, in my mornings. There's nothing... For me, it's about silence and it's about trying to let my brain breathe. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Nula, there may not be nothing phenomenal in <laughs> your mornings, but there's certainly an awful lot that's phenomenal about you. I thank you so, thank so you. much for taking the time to give us much needed Monday motivation today. Thank you very much and greatly appreciate it. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.